The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Greetings, greetings again, friends. Wherever in the world you are, delighted that we are coming together in time. Even if not space. Not spatially, but temporally. Which actually ties into something I want to talk about today. Spatial and temporal relationships. So, so as I mentioned at the beginning, since... You've been studying the Satipatthana Sutta with Gil systematically, thoroughly, the different sections. As a way of supporting your practice, um, I'd like to offer this week taking more time, taking detailed time with the um, with the refrain, with the refrain, and also today in the meditation, I brought in. Uh, some invitations, some teachings from the introduction. So I like to say a little bit about the structure of the Satipatthana Sutta. For some of you, this might be new. For some of you, this might be review. And it's always fun, even if it's review. So, and I have one slide. And if you have your eyes closed or if your screen is too small, um, not to not to worry because I'm going to share with you everything you need to know. So let me uh, bring up, let me share my screen and the joys of Zoom. Here we go. Okay. All right. Let's see if it's showing. No, it's not. Okay. Let's try that again. Is that showing? I'm not sure. Let's. Okay. I'm going to try it one more time. Oh, dear Zoom. How I love thee. Okay, there we go. I think it's working now. Okay, I think it was working before also. Anyway, okay, so. So, um, the Satipatthana Sutta. The Satipatthana Sutta. So, this, oh, I have to give credit. So, this uh, is from the book Satipatthana, The Direct Path, to realization uh, by Venerable Bhikkhu Analyo. Uh, whoops, you can't see it quite clearly because of the vir- virtual background. So um, I'll say more about the book in a moment. So, so, so while I have this this up, um, the Satipatthana Sutta, the Four Foundations of Mindfulness Sutta. Um, is divided to four different sections, as you see. I hope you can you can't see my oh yes you can see my cursor. That's good. So on the left, as you see from the bottom, if you look if, uh, from the bottom, you see there's a section called the body. Right? There are six sections in the body, and you've covered them. You've studied them with gill, uh, breathing, postures, activities, anatomical parts, elements, and corpse in decay. Then the second section of the Satipatthana Sutta, the second foundation, second establishment, is feelings or Vedana or feeling tones, which you uh, practiced with Gil last week. And next week, I trust he will be 
uh, covering the third Satipatthana, mind, here you see it. And then the last foundation is dhammas, which, again, there are five parts, hindrances, aggregates, sense fears, awakening factors, noble truths. So, So right now you're kind of in the middle here of having covered half of the Satipatthana Sutta with with Gil and the other half remaining. So this is the structure of the Satipatthana Sutta. And and what I'd like to bring your attention to is that in between each section where specific teachings are given about, say, breathing, starting from the bottom, the first teaching is about the breath, the second one about body postures, etc., the way the sutta is written, at the beginning, it talks, it says, you see this box that says direct path. So the sutta uh, uh, talks about how this is the direct path, how these teachings are the direct path to awakening. And I can also read that for you if I'm talking about that. So I'll just read it so that we have some, so it's a short paragraph practitioners. This is the direct path for the purifications of beings, for the surmounting of sorrow and lamentation, for the disappearance of dukkha and discontent, for acquiring the true method for the realization of Nibbana, namely the four Satipatthanas. So here it's the declaration that this is the direct path. This is the direct path. And of course, this, this is repeated at the end. And it's it's actually I love this because um, it, it, as a, as an academic as an ex academic whenever I gave talks I was told at the beginning say what you're going to say then expose it s- give the details and at the end say what you have said so here Buddha's doing that the Buddha is as supreme academic is like this is what I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you about the direct path. Then he goes all through all the details, lays it out, and at the end again, on top, as you see, the direct path, this fr- this paragraph is repeated again. So it's a beautiful um, uh, uh, mirror image in that way. So, And then there is a definition. So this definition here, uh, which I will read for you in a minute, is also a way of you know, offering how offering how to practice again gives a definition but what i really want to bring your attention to which will go over this week is the refrain do you see the refrain shows up after every teaching and for those of you who have read the suttas sometimes rutas or suttas can be repetitive and when you see something repeated sometimes like okay okay i've seen this before i want to see the the actual you know the new part the teaching and yet and yet the refrain here is repeated 13 times if it weren't important it wouldn't be repeated 13 times each teaching is repeated once the refrain is repeated 13 times wow and years ago, when I was studying the Satipatthana Sutta, realizing this um, through through actually the pointing out of Bhikkhu Analyo, so his thesis, his 
PhD thesis. He's a, uh, a venerable monk, a respected monk, and and he did his thesis on the Satipatthana Sutta, which became a book called Satipatthana, The Direct Path to Realization. And when I read this and noticed, wow, the refrain is so important. And then he exposed the nuances of the refrain. It, it made so much sense, given my own practice with uh, Pa Aksayada and the various things that he had taught me that had blown my mind. Yes, they were in the refrain. They were in the refrain. And I hadn't seen them pointed out clearly by others. So the refrain is so important that I would like to bring that to our attention, to your attention this week. Um, so so with that, I'd like to... I'll read the definition because I borrowed from it in the... Um, uh, in the uh, guided meditation and then read the refrain and then we'll go through it more this week. So so the definition goes, um, so after the direct path, it says the four satipatthanas, it ended there and then continues, what are the four? And um, here, practitioners, in regards in regard to the body, a practitioner abides contemplating the body, diligent, clearly knowing, mindful, free from desires and discontent in regard to the world. And then he goes through and points out the other, uh, this, the same phrase repeats in regards to feelings, in regards to mental objects. I'm sorry, in regards to the feelings, mind, mental objects. A practitioner abides contemplating the body, diligent, clearly no, or contemplating, say, mind or mental feeling, uh, mental feelings or or um, uh, or sorry, mental objects or feelings, uh, diligent, clearly knowing, mindful, and free from desires and discontent in regard to the world. So, basically, the Buddha is telling us in the definition at the very beginning, like, hey, I'm going to tell you about these four. I'm going to tell you about the body, feelings, mind, and uh, the men mental objects. And the way I invite you to reflect on them is in this four ways, with, with, diligent, with, with diligence, with the sense of energy, ba balanced but sustained application of energy which is this beautiful word called atapi, which I mentioned before. So atapi, clear knowing, it's sampajanya, mindful, sati, free from desires and discontent in regard to the, to the world. Vinaya, abhija, domanasa. So these four, like, oh yes, have these, have these. And in the, in the guided meditation, I invited for us to bring this atapi, this, this sustained application of energy, balanced engagement. I call it engagement or energy. Atapi, which I love atapi, by the way, when I learned about it. Wow, what, what a beautiful concept. You can just drop it into your practice now and then. Atapi, atapi, let it light, light up your energy. And the letting go, this letting go, this which is also a fact of concentration, free from desire and discontent in regards to the world, and then sampajanya, clearly knowing, and mindfulness, which is 
sati, which we've been practicing. So, so the definition. So, I'll just briefly read, since I've talked about the refrain, I'll just read the refrain. Um, actually, I can stop. Sh- well, can, um, I'll read the refrain, and of course, we'll go through it more. There's so much more about the refrain. So, here goes the refrain. Um, actually, I have it up on my screen. I can read it. So, so after, say, breathing has been taught, the Buddha says, in this way, in regard to the body, one abides contemplating the body internally, or one abides contemplating the body externally, or one abides contemplating the body both internally and externally. Wow. Okay, so we have this internal-external concept. It's We've just expanded the spatial dimension. It's not just internal. Okay? Then he continues. One abides contemplating the nature of arising in the body. One abides contemplating the nature of passing away in the body. Or one abides contemplating the nature of both arising and passing away in the body. Okay, so we're not just contemplating the breath itself anymore. It's not the object, but we've now added a temporal, temporal aspect, time, arising, passing, arising and passing. Okay, we've just expanded this teaching of breathing in the Satipatthana to have both spatial, internal, external, as well as temporal aspects. Wow, okay. What else is there in the refrain? couple more things. Mindfulness that there is a body established in him to the extent necessary for bare knowledge and continuous mindfulness. I'll say more about this later. I just want to read it. Um, and lastly, oh, this is, this is my favorite line. And one abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world. One, <clears throat> excuse me, and one abides independent, not clinging to anything in the world. And the last finishing line, and this is how in regard to the body, one abides contemplating the body. Like, okay, you get it, practitioners, this is how in regards to the body, <laughs> one abides contemplating the body. It's just so beautiful. I'm going to stop share. It's just so beautiful, this teaching. It's so beautiful. And I can't wait for us to uh, to discuss it and, and explore it in practice together this week. So, so thank you so much for your practice, for your care, for your kind attention. And look forward to practicing together this week. May you be well.